0: Hello, everybody. This is Alvaro. Uh, you have not heard from me in quite a long time. Uh, life gets in the way sometimes, and because we are just volunteers here, uh, several things have been going on. I have moved out of my old place, if you happen to go to one of the networking events we had there. Uh, that, is no longer, uh, my, that is no longer my abode. I have moved on and found another location, not too far from where I used to be, but the cool thing about that is that I have created a little mini podcast studio in my new apartment, so very excited about that. Um, I'll talk about uh, why that's important here shortly. Uh, so first I wanna apologize uh, for, for, for the hiatus. Second, I wanna to apologize to Sylvia, our guest during the talk that we're gonna be listening to here shortly. Uh, I have been sitting on this for quite a long time and she has been needing it and um, uh, that's my bad. I apologize to you, Sylvia. Still, we are very thankful for you to come and share your knowledge. Um, behind the scenes, we have been really busy and uh, I know it may not seem like it, but we are in the process of creating an extraordinary event coming up in September. Uh, please put it on your calendar. We will release a date as soon as we know it, but it is an amazing space. We have some philanthropists that have hopped on board and they have done a great job and are extending their their network to us. So we'll be able to take advantage of that. So thank you guys. Uh, I don't want to mention any names yet because... We're kind of still keeping it on the quiet, but it is very exciting. So keep your eyes open for that. Before I head on over to the podcast you're really here to listen to is I have created a community platform that I will be releasing at the next event. And the community platform is really uh, a tool to help us continue the conversations that we enjoy having on the WhatsApp scroll, but sometimes get lost in the scroll. So I have created several channels to where whatever, Uh, creative endeavors going on whether it be fashion whether it be gastronomy uh, there's a space on there where everyone can have these conversations and then they won't get lost in the scroll and you can continue having those conversations uh, on this community so look for that like i said i'm going to be releasing that at the event and lastly uh, now that i'm back into podcast mode i want to invite you to come and be part of this podcast so if you have something to say about your industry your art or what you want to see happen in the community Please feel free to get in touch with me and we can schedule a time that you can come in so we can magnetize your ideas and get them on this podcast. Now that things have settled out for me, I'm going to get back into the groove and this is going to be a more regular podcast. So uh, I'm back. Do apologize for the hiatus, uh, but do listen to this interview that we did with Sylvia where we talked about NFTs. We get into a little bit of AI, not too deeply, but we talk about the line that is crossed between ai and nfts there's a lot of input here i think it's really something that's important for not only the community but as far as us doing business in the future this is something that we really need to consider and we're very lucky that we have an expert in the field that we have access to so again sylvia thank you so much for the time that you gave to us and thank you for the input so here we go Welcome to, this is our third party here, I guess. My name is Alvaro, and I'm here with Kata and Sofit, who also help organize this. Sofit is a crazy guy that just started a little, a uh, little simple text about, uh, hey, I'm a creative, would you like to be a creative too? As some of you know, we have started this, um, this group, but then the first time we got together, we decided that we were going to make a group, not just for networking purposes, because you may have heard me say uh, previously that uh, that's easy. Uh, that's easy to just network and then create some location where we can, we can get together and have a drink. And that's great. We love that. But we decided we wanted to do something more. So if you were here previously at the other event, we had live art going on in that corner. And then we had a talk with a director about his... His recent movie and tonight we kind of followed the same model to where we invited another artist to showcase her work Uh, May if you want to raise your hand. This is her work here in the corner Yes, we need to give her an applause for her art So so we dig it and we love this as this is a collaborative collaborative group where we get together and we share ideas experiences and um, We think that this brings value to everybody and uh, you guys are obviously here for a reason. Uh, as I was looking at the people and the scroll of people that were available and who wanted to have uh, different input into the creative, the, the creative uh, network, I found Sylvia and I saw that she was doing some really interesting things in that uh, she works with blockchain technology, Web3, and um, as a creative group, I think that, this, first of all, it fascinated me, and I'm very excited to have you here. And because I think that this is something, especially with new technology that's coming out, we've been talking about uh Chat GPT and and its influence on not just well, basically influence on everything, right? Everything from the business to to lawyers to whatever industry. There is input. We even figured out earlier tonight that uh there was uh, someone here, my friend Franca, who was talking about she being a uh someone that helps out in the medical field. And we talked about that, how it, ChatGBT is e- even helping out with that. What I found out what you did with Web3, I was very excited and I wanted to invite you to come talk and educate us on what Web3 is and blockchain technology and how it's influencing the, um, the, the art industry as a whole. So I want to introduce Sylvia to you guys. Uh, she's working within, with Web3. And uh, I'm just totally excited to hear about what you have to say about uh, your specialty and and the industry that you work in. So welcome, Silvia.
1: Thank you. Well, uh, I'm Silvia. I'm from Barcelona. I lived abroad for four years. It was when I was living in Singapore when I was starting to join different fintech events. And in that fintech events brought me to blockchain. So I came back to Barcelona to do my MBA. I start doing some hackathons, and, um, some building some projects. I built a project backed in blockchain technology, and then I start to be a CMO of Embodied. Embodied is a supply chain company that digitalize all the t- supply chain, so it makes to have all the transactions more transparent and paperless. As well as with their token, they provide financing to companies that they are buying goods in LATAM. And after a while, I, I joined Fairlabs. Fairlabs is a marketplace of NFTs. We help partners to have their collections of, of NFTs. Last year, we launched the NFT collection of RCD Español, the football club in Barcelona, not Barça. And yes, and also we had the marketplace, a token as well. And also parallel, I launched my blockchain marketing agency. It calls Blockchain Marketing Boutique. Uh, in the agency, what we do is we help web two companies and entrepreneurs to go web three, finding solutions web two point five, because the market is not ready to go full on web three. And also we help web three companies. They are native um, with their community management and marketing. So this is basically what we are doing now.
0: Oh, okay. I'm totally confused.
1: <laughs> why?
0: That's why we brought you here, is because I want to kind of take a step back. Because okay. I, uh, yes, I understand that blockchain technology is great and it's awesome, but can you first explain what blockchain technology is?
1: Sure.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, we, I don't I,
2: want to have you confused. <laughs> thank
0: you. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, at its core, what is blockchain technology? And then what is Web3?
1: Yeah. So if we want to describe blockchain, our technology and how it's built, I'm not going to go through there, Because I think it's not necessary to know when you send an email how it's built. So I'm going to say that the benefits. The benefits of blockchain is... Is transparency. It makes that is the transactions are there and you cannot modify them. And also, it's like a data, data, a notebook that you can find all the transactions that can happen, and you can see it. An example, and also it it takes off the middlemen. An example is, for example, the banks. When you are paying with a credit card in a commerce, so you pay. And the bank is saying, okay, this, this, you have money or you don't have money. And then they pay. So with the blockchain, you don't have to, to have the middleman. So the blockchain, does the authorization. So this is make it faster and cheaper.
0: So what I do understand is that the transaction is put on an open ledger where everybody can see the transaction, right? So yeah. it's kind of the middleman who used to be the bank. Is now everyone who can see the transaction so you and I exchange money or exchange some type of an asset you're saying that everybody can see that exchange of the asset and that because we exchanged that asset the asset belongs to let's just say for example me and that you sold it to me and and that is enough and satisfies the transaction for me to own that new asset
1: you can track that and this is called hash, so when this wallet sends to another wallet the money or the asset or whatever, <laughs> and it's creating that hash. And then if you track all the transactions that that wallet did, you can see money has gone to that other wallet and it's transparent. So, for example, if you are using Ethereum and blockchain, so you do to a scan. And you can find your wallet and you can see all the transactions and the day and
0: and anybody can, can see it yeah,
1: yeah everyone so there are another kind of blockchains is called dlt i don't want to go deeper on that it's more blockchains that they are more private these ones it's banks who are using this but don't, don't go in that way you know? okay. <laughs> okay.
0: we just need to know that the transaction takes place yes. it's on an open ledger exactly. everybody can see can see it and then everyone understands that because it's on an open ledger, we all accept that it's been, that it's taken place.
1: Exactly. So you need to pay gas, fees.
0: Okay, great. So uh, how, does that, how does that work with Web3 and in, in what you're working on now?
1: So Web3 came from evolution of Web. So we call Web1 when the first computer exists. So the big ones, computer that not everyone could have at home and you only could read, so you couldn't interact. Then it appeared Web 2. Web 2, it was when it was read and write. So you could read and also write. So social media appeared here, uh, Facebook, and then we have Web 3. Web 3 is ownership, I would say. So you connect connect to Web 3 with your wallet and then you can have access to everything. But you have all, everything that is in your wallet. You have the ownership. It solves the problem that it could happen with Web 2. For example, if you are a company and you and you have all the information of your company in Instagram, for example, and Instagram, for example, chat up tomorrow or someone hacks your account, you lose everything. You are in you're, you are in a trouble. But if you have everything in your wallet and you are the custodian of your things, Web3 is this evolution.
0: Okay. So we're in Web3 now.
1: We're in Web3. We're trying. We're trying. I think some of the societies already in Web3. I think most of the society doesn't know don't know yet what is Web3. And why you're here. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> and always I say to my clients, it's don't try to go web 3. Try to go web 2.5. So there are solutions to make that option easier. Because if you try to, un- to make, un- because not everyone is ready to be custodial of their assets. Custodial of their, their assets means that you have a wallet with your keys and your responsibility of your things. So you don't have <laughs> a plan B. So if you lose your keys you lose everything
0: an, an example of that is like when bitcoin came out there was a famous story that a guy had over a million dollars in, in bitcoin and he couldn't find his key yeah. and he lost it so that's an ongoing thing
1: i know a lot of people
0: and there's a couple of things that you mentioned as well in your explanation of what you do you said one nft which i'd like to get to in a second but the other is token you mentioned that your company or that you work with you have your own token Uh explain what that means
1: okay so for example um i'm going to start that blockchain is a technology and most of people think that blockchain is crypto blockchain is bitcoin bitcoin and crypto uses blockchain technology and then we have crypto that crypto has some tokens some companies have their token So for example, my last two companies, they built a token. So this token can be a security or a utility token, depending on the purpose of the token. And then we have another, on the other hand, the tokens are fungible. What it means that? That you can exchange one token for another, and it's the same. For example, a pencil is fungible. You can have two pencils and it's the same. Uh, Bitcoin is fungible. You can have two bitcoins, uh, a euro. But for example, now I'm going to introduce non-fungible tokens, NF- NFTs. I suppose most of the people have scared about NFTs, right? So NFTs is non-fungible tokens. If we change fungible between replaceable, you can find non-replaceable token. It means it's unique. So that monkeys that everyone have seen it, that. Everyone anyone, understands why it's so expensive. So they are, they are NFTs, they are non-fungible tokens, and they have a utility behind, and they, and they are unique. So they have a blockchain, and it's only this one that exists. So, yeah.
0: I think as creatives here, we have painters here, we have actors here, we have different people that work within the, the creative industry. How does this technology affect artists, painters? <laughs> Uh, people who have or create tangibles uh, or intangibles like digital art. How does the blockchain technology affect creatives from that perspective?
1: Okay, I, I would say that blockchain is going to affect everyone because blockchain is a technology that has came to stay. So there are a lot of fake projects around that they're going to disappear in a few years.
0: Uh, explain that.
1: <laughs> well, <okay.
3: laughs>
1: so then, um, if you are in the, uh, in the blockchain world, you can see that a lot of people is building and you not all that projects are um, good. Um, if you want to invest in a project, you need to be very careful with the white paper, with the people who are the founders, um, the, the project itself, if it makes sense or not, if it's solves sort of a need. When you are entrepreneur of the startup. When you are trying when you are trying to build a startup, the first thing is which problem are you solving? So again, each project and under my point of view, each project has to solve a need, and, it, and in marketing view, it has to have a buyer. So you cannot build projects to build projects. So <laughs> always I say, put your marketing team before building the product because you are starting to build products, and after three years you realize, oh, I don't have customers to buy this product. So, yeah. And coming from the other question that is for artists, so I think artists here, they have a huge, huge space. Uh, on one hand, uh, everyone has to go to Web3 at some point of, of their life. So as soon as, as you do that, more are you going to have. And second hand, uh, artists, the artists always like, have a problem with the middleman. For example, when they have a picture or they build something, they always have someone who has, a lot of money to to sell it and it's like okay i'm the artist and i'm getting just a small piece of the cake and then this is one of the problems that it solved because they can build they can they can sell that directly without the middleman another thing that digitalization for the artist um, i think it created a lot of fakes as well they put a picture on social media and you don't know which one is a real so with a blockchain Blockchain allows trustability. As we said, that we can track everything in the blockchain, where the wallets have been. So you can track this asset, this digital asset, this NFT, where it started. So you can tell that these artists built this NFT. So you can tell this one is the, the good one. Also, OpenSea, uh, OpenSea is a marketplace of NFTs. You could mint. Minting means when you put your NFT in the marketplace, it calls mint. Minting. And when you were minting, you could, some months ago, that is a funny thing that is happening in the industry. So some months ago, um, you could mint that and you could have 10% of loyalty for your NFT. So this artist, each time this NFT was sold, he get a, a revenue. It appeared in the market two months ago, blur.
0: Can, can I ask you a question right there yeah. while you're saying? So you're saying that you can create the, every time it, for example, it changes hands. You can make that up. You can say, if I'm going to sell this work of art, you're going to give me 10%, 15%, 20%. Um,
1: you, or or it is it standard? 10. 10. 10. It's the maximum that OpenSea set in that moment. Now it changed.
0: Who, who, who says 10?
1: OpenSea, the marketplace.
0: Okay, so they've defined they, they it. They don't that.
1: allow you to put more.
0: Okay. Because oh. I'm going to get to that here in a second because... That, this that's, is
1: changing now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think if, if, if an artist doesn't want to do it for 10 and they want, want more or...
1: They the have to use another platform.
0: We have to use another platform, which that's what I want to get to in a second, because you say you work for one of the platforms that sells NFTs. You know?
1: Well, it's a big story. <laughs>
3: uh, okay, so <laughs> as, an, story, as, an over,
0: as an overview, though, I mean, that's that's basically, there's different platforms that sell NFTs.
1: For example, my, my platform doesn't allow artists to build NFTs. It only allows our partners. Each platform has their rules. but So how many
0: platforms are out there? <laughs> many
1: many so and how, do you, you how want, do you
0: how do you create a platform
1: it's is it what i wanted to be in that it was at the end of my talk i wanted to say that but okay well then then, then wait spoiler, spoiler. Well, well, that's okay. okay no 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 no
0: we'll no, wait no, no, we'll wait it. we'll that's continue it. that okay
1: um you can do a um, white level marketplace and you can have your own your own page with your nfts and you can put it in yours
0: okay so okay so we'll, we'll talk to, we'll talk about that here in a second but then but, again
1: if you want to buy to sell that in a secondary market. You have the
0: rules as well in secondary markets. So let's get to May's painting, for example, that's there on the table. Uh, she comes to you and she says, what can I do with this painting? And how can I get it involved in an NFT market? Would that be an option for her?
3: <laughs>
0: or would that just be a, a pure transaction that would take place on the blockchain if she didn't want to... Uh, Put it in a middle ma- in, Have a middleman there. She would just say, "I'm just going to have the transaction done on the blockchain, and then that would be enough." Can you?
1: But you have a digital here. Say again? You have a digital. Mm-hmm. A digital is a physical and digital. So here you have two options. First option, you burn this picture, and you only have the digital one. So I'm sorry, you have to warn it. <laughs> and then the only one is the, is the digital, and then you can have both.
0: but- I, I mean, that happens all the time. We see famous works of art that are in museums nowadays, happened, yeah, in, in that
1: It in happened, that Frida uh, One picture of Frida Kahlo was bought in Miami last year. They wanted to make, uh, I don't remember the amount exactly, but they wanted to sell like thousands of NFTs. They sold 0.1%. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a disaster.
0: So it's a gamble. You're saying it's a gamble; it could work, or, or tell me a success story.
1: So,
0: so tell me some of the success stories of
1: success. Bansky. They did David on Bansky. and they sold out. They burned the Banski one, and it was sold out.
0: So, how how did they do that? They did say, "Okay, we're a platform."
1: You can Google it. You can Google it. You can see how they burned the Banski one, and they put that in a platform, and someone bought that. <laughs> so has
0: it increased in value, or?
1: Well, it's art. What is art, right? What is
0: art, right? That's why we all ask that, right?
1: So I think it's that.
0: So what, what, whatever its value to the person that bought it, Sylvia, you're very sneaky on that. No. <laughs>
1: for me, it's art is that. So
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I could think I like that, and I can pay for you two thousand, or I can say this is shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No?
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. What do we think? Do we have any questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, all, <laughs> all, like all the hands go up. Like, oh, I have a question. So, uh, huh? No, actually, I want to let her finish about the platform uh, that you mentioned about creating a platform and, and so Yeah, I want one of to the options there. is,
1: for example, is one of the things I could do for you. So, you are an artist, you have, I don't know, 20 digital assets, okay? And you're going to buy it. So, you want to sell them so we can build a wild level marketplace for you. I would say, let's go deep on that, put some utility. You can do something with these, with these NFTs, so, because at the end, now, customers don't want just I want the asset. No, they want to do something with, it, with them. Then it's going to become more complicated than that. I would say create a community as well, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> to,
0: to, to your point, I think that's very interesting because I read an article on how when you own an NFT, some people want produced, reproduced, and sent out on Instagram and sent out on as many platforms as possible because the more people that see it, you're creating logo identity. You're lo- you're creating, uh, last week when we were, went on our um, gallery tour, we were talking with Robert, one of the gallery owners, and he was talking about how some of the street artists have created their own logo and branding because they realize it brings them more value, whether it be people recognizing uh, them on the streets, and then when if someone were to buy their art in a gallery, it creates more value for that. So with some NFTs, they want it to be promoted because the more people that know it, it creates more value with that NFT. Am I right in thinking that?
1: We are talking about a marketing <laughs> strategy. So let's go on the beginning of the story, right? So, okay. I'm going to speak about Sarah. Sarah is a friend of mine. She's an artist. She used to be an architect and she started to be NFTs. So she started building, painting uh, birds. So she painted birds, just that. And her identity is she's a painter of birds. So, for example, she did, she's, she's very clever. She started to paint birds and she created her NFTs. She created her Discord, she created her community, and then she started to give to the community some some utility for the NFTs. Then, thanks of that, she was hired from a New York company. She works for a defi company now, and she's building a metaverse for them. But this is one example. So, put this, first of all, decide what you want to do, no? Um, if you want to be an, an artist of birds, of NFTs of birds, so let's brand everything about birds. Let's make a collection, a study how many units do you need because uh, most collections are 10,000 units, but maybe you 10,000 units is too much for you and your resources. Maybe you have to, to put less, less units. It has to be some scarcity as well because when you have a scarcity in a project, is when it has more interest, utility. Again, mm, for example, in the collection of City Español, what we did is uh, we did different drops. It was a collection of one thousand nine hundred periquitos, and we did different drops. And the people who had that NFT, they had utility, so they arrived to the stadium with our app. The uh, identify that they have the NFT, and they said, "Okay, today you can have a free beer." With the people who has that NFT, could have a free, free beer. Then in summer, the idea was as well to have a party with the, only the NFT owners. They could be the first ones to see the new t-shirts. So at the end is, wow, "Wow, I am a fan of Espanol. I want to have these advantages, and this is why I'm going to buy that." Mm, I am studying the
0: question? You are, but you're creating more questions.
1: <laughs> oh my when, God. Whatever when, <laughs> you say that. Because
0: now you're not only looking at limitations or you're, the limitations of, let's just say, art, let's just say you're becoming part of a community. And
1: oh. <laughs> I'm marketer. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're a marketer. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you create more questions with <laughs> your answer. Than
1: because, again, uh, what I say to the, the guys that they are developers building products, or what I'm going to say to um, a professional who, uh, who is a personal trainer, uh, a person who is a cooker or uh, an artist, do something but with a strategy behind. Don't start to post Instagram posts. Don't start to do things without knowing where are you going, how are you going, what are your objectives. Which are the channels that the, your audience is? Because you need to find out which which is your audience and where where this audience is. So if you don't have, you can start to do branding pages. You can start to do posts on Instagram. But if you don't have a purpose and you don't know how you are doing that, and why, you are losing time and money. More
2: All questions. Right.
0: <laughs> I, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of questions here, right? So Safet, did you want to? Did you have a question?
2: So, so, guys.
0: Um, if anyone feels more comfortable asking the question in uh, Castellano or, or Catalan, uh, feel feel free to do so, and we, we can facilitate the communication. So, yeah, and I think CATA wants to say something. Yeah.
2: Uh, Before we go into the Q&A questions, we also have, of course, uh, May, and we would like to ask you something because you you told me also that you have some arts with NFTs. So from the artistic point of view, as an artist, how has been your process of working with these NFTs? Maybe tell us, like, whatever you feel inspired. You don't need to give a a big speech about it, but it would be nice to hear your opinion about it. Hi. Um, I got introduced to NFTs uh, a few months ago, and I, I'm not like an expert on it. I know you know a lot more. Uh, I just am part of one community. It's called Cardano, and it's a very small one in comparison to like Ethereum or other ones. Uh, but it's a, what I like about it is that it's a very small community and everyone is very supportive of each other. And anytime that I would post anything on Twitter, people just reshare it all the time and it's very surprising because it's a very different culture from Instagram for example and people are just i don't know i think we we treat every social media differently naturally but i didn't expect to make any sales but people really i don't know are looking out for each other and even this one like i it was one of the first NFTs that i sold and it's a painting that i don't want to sell in person like I love this one. It's I keep it in my house, um, but I was happy that I was able to make some money from it. So it's actually I think NFTs are a really good option for artists. But that's all I have to say. <laughs>
1: also, artists can do collections of, of NFTs, but they can collaborate with brands. So, for example, Nike has a project that is called Smoosh. and people in the community they are building the next products of. So artists can be there as well. Um, partnership with artists, um, What else you can do on well, the loyalties I said as well? Um, yeah.
0: By, by the way, who uh, May is the one who just spoke, who has been our featured artist today. Your experience with NFT, so thank you, May. All right, I think we have one more question here from Adam.
3: Okay, yeah. Uh, I actually have two questions. One was related to May's artwork and the kind of the comment you made that art needs to be burned to be made into an NFT, but she still owns her, her painting, and it's also there's also an NFT of that painting, right? So I'm not quite sure where, like, because you kind of mentioned that, you know, that has to happen. So an artist can still have their physical artwork. They just yeah, can't. Yeah, they
1: can, they can have the both versions, but if they want to make it unique, the NFT, they can burn it as well. They can just
3: hide it also. Yeah, it's <laughs> up to them. Okay. And then just a general comment, like, from my impression of NFTs, I'm not involved in the field, but it seemed like, you know, a lot of people put a lot of money into, a, like, you mentioned the apes, like these hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, for some of these um, NFTs. And then a lot of them kind of crashed. And it seemed like, just from the outside looking in, that, kind of the bubble kind of burst a little bit on the whole field? Like, how do you, I mean, how do you feel like, do you feel like the momentum has kind of crashed? Or, I mean, how do you, how do you look as far as the outlook of, of, of NFTs? Do you think that momentum will ever come back?
1: I think the blue chip collections are going to stay. They have a good utility, a good community behind, and people are not selling them. And um, again, I I think that they are out of scammers. So these scammers they have to disappear. That's it. And if we create a new collection, they have to have a purpose, uh, a why, a uh, utility behind. Don't create collections to create collections. Create collections with a value. At the end, we want value.
0: Um, wow, great topic, huh? So I hope we got got, uh, different perspectives. We have um, hopefully more questions now than answers, right? And that's why we created this. So hopefully, uh, Silvia, you'll come back, because I don't think this is the last time we're going to hear about this, or as things evolve, you say, hey, let's talk about this again, or let's continue the chat on the scroll or whatever we have. Um, But either way, I can't thank you enough for for coming out and, and giving us your perspective and your expertise and teaching us about what NFT, Web3, and and the future of, of art with blockchain technology.
1: I have a POAP that you don't know what it is, it's Proof of Attendance Protocol, and if you come next to me, I'm going to share with you my POAP. It's an NFT.
0: We're in. All right. Thank you, Sylvia. <laughs>